You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Trash Pandas. I'm Lindsay, and this is my wonderful co-host, Lauren. (laughs) And we're here to talk about everything that's trashy and trending. Uh, So this week, I have to mention this because I am like a huge, huge, unapologetically enthusiastic Taylor Swift fan. (laughs) Dropped a surprise album, and I have. You're the only person I've heard talk about it. To be completely honest, oh my god, girl, because you're not in any Taylor Swift Facebook groups. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I am not. I am. Um, no, this album. Um, it's called Folklore, and she. I guess the story behind it is she was recording it like through quarantine and didn't even tell her record label she was recording it, but just like came up to them and was like, "Yo." drop this album and it is awesome it's such a departure from her her past two three albums um so she moved from country to more poppy this is way more stripped down it's folksy there's way more of a of a emphasis on like the storytelling and she's a great storyteller her lyrics are incredible say what you will about her but she's a really good storyteller um so this album has just been consuming my life I love it I highly recommend you it. already have like memorized songs oh yeah I'm sure. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and the there's a guy if you, any it. of you guys listen to the nationals um a guy I forget who it is in the band helped her produce this and it's so it's like it's it's a really more stripped down folksy indie kind of vibe okay, than, I can get than, with that. than her previous things um she has a song called exile with bon iver bon iver i don't know his name bon iver and uh it's really good um and the whole album which i love beyonce is one of my other favorites and Lemonade, her album, told a complete story. And I thought that was super awesome because you had to listen to the whole album from start to finish to really understand the story. And that's what I feel like she did with this album where it was like, it's a complete piece. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not just like, it's not just produced for the one or two hits. Like it's a, it's a complete album that tells a story. So I think, um, <laughs> I think that it's really cool and I love it and I'm a Swifty. You're Sorry, a Swifty? I'm a Swifty. I'm not a Swifty, but Take I'm not like anti-Swifty. I'm kind of just like she has some songs I like, but I don't like follow her, I guess. Judge me for it. I'm not though. I grew up. I mean, I just <laughs> feel like if you were like I still love Hanson or something like I did back in the day, then I would be like I mean, some All right, people I'm could equate her to Hanson, but she's a. What I like is that she writes her own music. Yeah, and she is. Really, That's more than a lot of people can say. Yeah, and she plays all of the instruments. You know, when you go to her concert, she's playing the piano, she's playing the guitar, she's, and she's writing her own songs. I mean, I just think it's really cool, and she's totally. Um, I feel like I've grown up with her kind of innocence. That's she's, awesome. I think that's how people feel about like Justin Bieber and stuff too. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. and even like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Oh, yeah. It's like definitely people like that. You kind yeah. of just grow up with their music and, and they don't get bad. Right. They're like 
better and right. better every year. Well, hopefully. and now she's in her thirties and she's, I'm in my thirties. She's singing songs that are more relevant to, you know, she just, it just stays more relevant with her life as you grow up with the artist, right. I guess to say. So there's my love for Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> now we just lost a ton of fans. No, just kidding. <laughs> the hate mail just comes <laughs> rolling in. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, no, you can love everything trashy, but all, not Taylor Swift. Although I will say also, um, Beyonce is coming out with a new visual album like she did with um, Lemonade, Lemonade called Black is King. And it comes out, I think July 31st. So a couple days on Disney Plus, she's releasing it. And on Disney Plus, I, yes, okay, cool. I have that girl. I cannot. I'm gonna have a. We're gonna have a full out Beyonce party for here sure. For it, I you mean, have to dress in your favorite Beyonce. We're gonna be drinking vodka lemonade. <laughs> we're going to be dressed like Beyonce. We're going to be dancing like it's the Seven Eleven video. Perfect. Like, I am so Want excited. That. I'm so excited for it. All right, so per usual, we're always going to ask, what have you been watching? And I know for a fact that Lindsay has been watching the same thing I've been watching because I messaged her and was like, (laughs) hey, I started watching this show. You would love it. It's called Alone, and you can stream it on Hulu, and you can stream it on Amazon Prime. So Hulu has seasons three, four, five, and Amazon Prime has seasons one and two. I think that they have all of them. I oh, saw Amazon that, might have all you of them. Might have to right. pay, you might have to pay for some of them. But I saw that they had all of them on there. They were listed. I didn't. We didn't get that far into them for us to be able to find that out. But it is a really good show. It's very uh, like Naked and Afraid, but it's people. Better. It's better. Yeah. It has people that are like, this is what they do for a living is like survival and they're allowed to bring 10 items with them. They're told that last one standing gets $500,000, which is a huge prize. Um, and they are told basically that it can last up to a year. And so some of these people have made it, at least from what we've seen so far, like 90 days, you know, like 86 days. 86 days was the longest I saw. And it's like, well, you know, it's it's one of those things where it could last up to a year. Yeah. So it's really good. Um, few differences between Naked and Afraid. Obviously, they're not naked. <laughs> um, two, probably they, helps. Naked and Afraid doesn't have a prize at the end of it. So those people are just going out there because they're nuts. Um, but these <laughs> people actually have like a $500,000 prize at the end. But we were talking about, like, that's not a huge driving factor for a lot of the a people. A lot of these people are there for just, just to prove that they can do it. Right. Just to prove their survival skills. Um, the other thing is with Alone, they are their own production crew. There is no one with them. They are truly alone. Where Naked and Afraid, they have the production crew that's filming them. So um, that's I think that is, like, the to me, that is like all the difference in the world. Yeah. You are truly, truly alone in these places. And they have like um like a little GPS walkie-talkie. If you get injured or if you are ready to tap out, you call them or you just like hit the button and they can see where you're at. And then they come to you and they'll 
they'll take you out. But um, these people last a long a time, really long time. like a very long time. Wild. Some of them are like get get like tapped out because of like medical reasons that the the crew decides that they need to be like taken out, especially like if they are losing too much like body mass. Yeah. Um, that's like a deciding thing. They get further into the journey. They start to have medical check-ins where I guess this makes them not truly alone, but this is probably just liability for the show, obviously, Mm -hmm. but the medical, um, like a, a local doctor will come in and check their weight, check their blood pressure and listen to their heart. And once it gets towards the end where they're starving, because it's really hard to get that many calories each day on your own, they're losing a lot of weight. Um, Once it gets towards the end, if their BMI drops below a certain point, they will medically tap you and say, you have to leave. You have You're to leave. starving. Your organs are going to start shutting down and you're, you're done. But it's amazing. Like the mental fortitude that some of these people have oh, yeah. to like overcome starvation, overcome the, the loneliness factor, overcome all this. I mean, for months at a time, I mean, the longest I saw was 86 days. So that's close to three months. And time. that person didn't necessarily win. So you know that it's right more than that. Right. And, and then we haven't even gotten in, into the further the fifth season. Season. Yeah. And, and the thing about that is that what I've noticed from the seasons I've watched that some of the people are like, I just want to make it past what the last person's mm-hmm. record was. Mm-hmm. So I have no clue if they make it. And past so days they right don't now. know either, which is an interesting thing. They don't know how many have, people have tapped out before them. So they don't know necessarily how close they are to the end. They're just sitting there waiting. Until, Some of these people at right. 60 days in are like, I- I'm going to be the first one to tap out. And they're like in the top two. Right. You know, so it's, it's very interesting watching all of the people like the things that they have to do some of them are doing things like um to like help with their mental state they'll like make instruments or make like things that are kind of like luxury items one girl from washington made a sauna a sauna out of hot rocks and a tarp it was the coolest thing. I couldn't believe that is so she did cool. it. It was really like, cool. Come the fuck on. It's yeah, so cool. It was really, really cool. But there are injuries and stuff. If you don't like stuff like that, there's going to be some look away moments. And, and I am not okay with that. Killing so. and skinning And animals. killing and skinning animals. A lot of yeah. that. So if you don't like that, don't tune in because it, it can be kind of great. I mean, I don't love watching it. But at the same time, you understand, for instance, there was this, we were talking about this woman that killed a a duck with an injured wing and she was living in an area that was just surrounded with wolves. And she was like, well, if the wolves don't, you know, if I don't do this, the wolves are going to eat right. tonight. So I've got to do kind of like this. a justification for what they're doing. But it's and sad. It is sad. So, I have a hard time with that. So if you didn't like Bambi, <laughs> this show is not for you. Watch alone, please do, because we would love to talk about it more. And if you guys express interest in it, or if you tell us that you really, really like it, we'll spend more time talking about it. It's way better than Naked and Fruit, and I'm a huge Naked and Fruit fan. Me but too. It's it's higher quality for sure. It's more real. 
I was like, where are these people on Naked and Afraid? But then I was like, well, they're allowed to wear clothing and they're allowed to bring items and stuff. You get 10 items that you can bring with you, which include like a tarp or like mm-hmm. tools of some kind. Mm-hmm. So I guess in Naked and Afraid, you only get one. And it's also really interesting you can because you can go on, um, is it A&E or National no, Geographic? Uh, History. Oh, History Channel. You can go on a History Channel and you can see exactly what items each they, contestant brought. Each chose to bring. So that's wow. kind of cool too, what they decide to bring and and all of that is interesting. So let's jump into 90 Day. We Woo-hoo. love 90 Day Fiance. We hope you guys do too. And what is that? 90 Day Fiance, what now? Not what now. Happily Ever Happily after. Ever After. I think we do that every week. I always get what them now confused every time. After. There's too many 90 Day spinoffs. Too not, many. Not kidding. Keep, keep making them. Keep making them. Yeah, but we want them. Yeah. We want more of them. Okay. So our first couple will be Andre and Libby. We're going to do them as they were featured. So Andre and Libby. Yeah. So her dad and brother show up in Moldova. It's their first time in Europe, their first time um, meeting Andre's family, obviously. Uh, They make it to the airport and they immediately start insulting Moldova. And it's super, oh my God, their family just makes me be like, this is why people think Americans are such. They're like asking stupid questions like, does Amazon deliver here? Is there a Walmart? Is there a Walmart? (laughs) In Moldova. And I guess I guess it's like understandable that they would think that maybe there is just because like oh big God. corporations like but that. It's just like, but at the same time, oh. like shut the fuck up. That's not no one cares. But Why? then they were talking about the airport and they were like, oh, so there's way more departures than people coming into the country. Like Jesus. And I'm like, yeah. can you just not? Can you just just be grateful that you're here and just absorb the experience and not be so douchey? Um, so then they're driving back to the hotel or wherever they're staying at and they start questioning Andre's past. They were like, so what did you do here in Moldova? And Andre's like, well, I was a cop. And they were like, oh, so you're out there like writing tickets. And he was like, no, it was more like office work, like a a detective. And they were like, you were a detective? (laughs) When he said that, I was like, so you were like a clerk? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was, I was like, like, oh, he was like a clerk or like a like maybe was, dispatch right. or like something like that. But yeah. no. He no. says he was a detective. And then they were like, well, why did you leave? Moldova to go to Ireland because he went to Ireland to become a bouncer or that's how she met him when he was in Ireland being a bouncer. Anyway, the story doesn't really make sense on how he came there, but yeah. Okay. All so, right. Um, then he says that he kind of alludes to the fact that he may have gotten into some trouble. And this, like, perks up the brother's ears. And he's like, oh, well, what kind of trouble did you get into? And it's just, to me, it's so stupid. Like, I understand, okay, you want to know about this guy's past a little bit. But why hound him? He's already married to your sister. They're already married. That's the thing that I'm like, right. I don't understand what the whole entire purpose of that is because yeah. they're married legally in America. They're married and it's your niece and the dad's grandbaby. Like what, what do you want? What are, what are you guys going to do? What are you trying to accomplish? Oh, what right. do you want him to like get divorced or something? I don't know. Right. And it's go back weird. to Moldova. Um, so then they go and they have dinner with his family and his mom sets up like this really big, beautiful, elaborate dinner. And the dad, Libby's dad was 
seemed pretty impressed by it. It is um, like an entirely full table. Yeah, though. full. Full platter. No, like, plates for people. It's like dishes of, of so delicious much food. food. It really good. It did look really fucking good. Um, But then the brother again tries to, like, kind of dig into the past and ask Andre's brother about it. Like, well, why did he go there? And again, they don't really answer it or give a full answer but it's super annoying because the whole time I'm like Libby this is your husband like step in and just be like hey can we lay off the questioning for a little bit but she doesn't do that she totally takes the side of her dad and her brother and just sits there quietly and then when they ask him about the fact of like him being like a stay-at-home dad in America Libby's like well, yeah, I wish he would work. And Andre's like, we talked about this and you were okay with me staying at home. Mm -hmm. So why now in front of my family and your dad and your brother, are you now saying, yeah, you wish I had a job when this was something that we had discussed that I would stay home with the baby. However, his brother does say he's had a problem with wanting to work from the get like with in mm. within Moldova yeah that he's not a worker yeah which is not common I guess my problem with Libby is that she's always like taking the side of whoever she's speaking to at the time exactly no I agree with that but my my entire thing is that if so like when she's doing that when he says like oh you know this isn't common for like Moldovan people to not be like wanting to work the issue lies with he keeps on trying to say in moldova this is what we do for everything that he wants to tell her like i should tell you what to do with your life because in moldova this is what we do oh yeah no you want to be like oh like i'm all moldova and how you live there then no that's super annoying but i just feel like Libby, you're not helping. No, she's not helping the situation. You're not at helping all. the situation. You're not helping the cause. You're not. And if you're not being completely upfront with right, your husband, then or your dad and your brother, right? You're you're you're, 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 you're lying to somebody. She's you're playing, playing the, the sides, and yes. she's trying to just be like on whosoever side she's talking to. And she always does this too. Whenever she goes to ask her dad for money. She always makes it out like Andre's the bad guy. He's not working. Yeah. I'm and, working as much as yeah, possible. And, uh, and, he want, and he doesn't want to get a job. And he wants me to ask you for money. And it's like, you're part of this union too. So it's you as much as it is him. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. So it's, she's just, I just find she's that annoying about her. She's completely forward. She's finicky. Yeah. Absolutely. I got it. That's the thing. That's kind of annoying about her. So but he does say if she wants him to work, then they shouldn't get married. And she's like, well, then I don't want to have another marriage anyway. Yeah, I don't want to get married. And that's like such bullshit. Because I'm like, girl, th- this entire thing, your family just came over here for this. So right. like you, whatever it is going on between your, you and your husband, I'm not saying that he's right or that you're right or he's wrong or you're wrong. But y'all need to figure that shit out. Right. Maybe you should like have a real discussion because if he flipped the switch on you and decided that he's going to be a whole nother person in front of his family, then you need to be like, Hey, don't like that. We need to talk about this. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're annoying. Um, it's enough with them. They're yeah. Enough with them. Okay. Jess and Colt. Jess and Colt. Um, so they go to meet Jess's parents. So it's Colt and Debbie. 
are going to meet Jess's parents for the first time and other family members, aunts and whatnot. And they get there and the entire exchange is super awkward. I think Colt in general is super awkward. He's gross. And he like walks over and he goes to like give hugs and they're awkward, like from an angle, like awkward hugs. He's just an awkward. He's just terrible. I hate him. He's terrible. Um, but they, oh, you want to talk about the food that they offer him? Oh yeah. Uh, so they offer them chicken hearts, right? Chicken hearts. Yeah. So they offer them chicken hearts. And I was actually very, very happy that Colt. And Debbie both tried the chicken hearts and Debbie didn't said, complain. Did not complain. They tried it. Debbie said she would never do it again, but that's fine. As long as you try it, because we've had a couple of couples in past seasons that have gone to try different foods with like their, you know, soon to be family members and they won't even, they won't even try it, won't even try it. And it's super insulting. Yeah. And you should at least give it a shot. So that was. Good on them. Good but, on them. The rest um, of it's a shit show. Then they sit down to dinner. And so Jess's dad is obviously trying to feel out Cole, you know, asking him questions. And Cole's like, I want a family with your daughter. I think your daughter is the best person I've ever met. And you could just tell, like, him. First and, of all, they can't understand him. Right. Well, him and Jess at this point have, like, that kind of glazed drunk look in their eyes like you can totally tell they're lit and because you they're the whole time they're sitting there drinking beers and which fine whatever yeah but embarrassing now watching it back on camera um find out that they've only been talking for two months yep and so when Debbie brings this up and she's like does anybody else here that think that they're moving a little fast uh, Jess gets like aggressive with Debbie about she does it. Get pretty she like aggressive. puts her hand in her face and is like, "I thought we were gonna have a Britney moment where she was like, get your hand out of my face, get your hand out of my face.' <laughs> yeah. I thought that we were gonna have a Britney moment. We didn't. Debbie was just kind of like, "Don't put your hand in my face. We're yeah. gonna have a problem, right?" But Jess is basically saying to her like, "Quit comparing me to Larissa." Quick, comparing me to Colt's ex, I'm different. You know, when you're in love, you know, you know, you know, it's a feeling. You just have sure. it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I hate to be that person because I sound old when I say this, but I'm like, you're 22. Right. Exactly. You're 22. You're 22 years old. And maybe old. you do have that feeling, but give it a little more time. Why are you rushing Don't it rush so it. Much. Don't rush it. You've known him for two months. Take it slow. And I don't think that Debbie was being like rude about it. No, she was. She was actively just, like, trying to not offend anybody, right? But I felt like the way that she was bringing it up was like maybe a little bit. Maybe she could have toned it down a little bit, but she wasn't being mean. She wasn't like you guys are stupid, right? She and... was just like, does anyone else think this is moving a little fast? Right, legitimate question. But also, it could be a difference in cultures and stuff because you True. know they might say that that's not but... moving fast. But either way, if you're going to be with somebody that's American, you know that. Also, and Jess had no right to be aggressive towards her. And right. I would say she was downright aggressive towards her. So um, Cole ends up 
putting his mom in a taxi and sending her back to the hotel on her own. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye, Debbie. (laughs) Bye. And then the next scene we see with them, Cole is showing up in the same clothes to the hotel and his hair is like all crazy bad. He is not having a good time. He's hungover. He He keeps on saying that he's not hungover. He keeps on saying, oh, like, I feel great. But then he's like eating the scone and like drinking coffee. He's, he's like, like this, stuffing a this scone. This feels amazing. <laughs> like, okay. You're not. Um, so he goes to talk to his mom the next day, and Debbie's like asking him questions. And he's like, Yeah, Jess was pretty aggressive with me last night. And he's like, I don't even I don't even remember that. And she's like, Yeah, of course you don't remember that because you were drunk. Um but Debbie then tells Cole, like, hey, Jess is showing all these signs exactly like Larissa did. Yeah. Like, aggressiveness, um, all these red flags that Larissa had shown. Um, and Cole apologizes to his mom, you know, because she was like, I'm in a foreign country, and you sent me back in a taxi by myself to a hotel. Debbie just... I mean, obviously, Debbie shouldn't have gone, but obviously, that's the drama. That's where the good right. TV is. That's where the TV that's is. That's why they sent her. Right. I mean, come on. So, whatever. We'll see what happens. It's not going to be good. Obviously, Debbie's not a fan of Joss. I'm not a fan of Joss. Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm I'm not, not a fan of Joss either. I don't care about um, Joss. Not, not a fan of Cole. Not a fan of Debbie. I actually am a fan of Debbie. Debbie's fine. Because she's... She's, she's legit. She's the part she's that real. I like watching. But yeah. Whatever. All right. Palencarini. Super fast. They literally just got a trailer. A tiny house. Tiny house. Yeah, it's tiny a house. house. It's not a trailer. That's it. She seems pretty subdued by it. She's fine. It's a, great. It's a, like a studio house. So it's a one room house with a bathroom. But Karini seems happy. She seemed and, very happy considering what they looked at before. Oh my god, it was so much better when. I mean, at least it was clean. It was actually cleaned up. It right? was clean, like freshly painted walls, nice bathroom. It's fine. He had to clean out the refrigerator, but that was about totally it. livable. Totally, totally fine for a baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michael, Michael, and, and Angela. Angela. So they go to a market. And she's pissed because she thought that it was going to be a grocery store and she was expecting air conditioning. (laughs) Okay. So they go to the market and, you know, Michael's like, this is Nigeria. Right. She goes (laughs) to get like, they go to get rice and she's upset because it's not prepackaged rice. And then he's like, look at these tomatoes. And she's having a hard time with that. And then they go and look at meat and there's two lamb heads right there. Goat heads right there. And she is not having it. It makes her sick to her stomach. She starts driving. She is literally like she is attempting to vomit. So funny. On she is, <laughs> this is pure comedy. I highly recommend going to watch this part, even if you don't watch Shiny Day. Angela is a trip. Oh my God. <laughs> she is so much. She is just what I think in my head of any like. American going to a foreign country. Oh my god. Like any stereotype. So okay, for example, they have his mother and aunt, or no sister? No, aunt. No, aunt. Aunt over for dinner. And they're 
they're like, we're not going to eat this because you, first of all, Michael is the one that is cooking the food. Which is weird because Nigeria women do that and they made a big deal about this. So So they made a big deal about it. And then they're like, we don't want to eat the rice because there is no like stew to go over the rice or some kind of sauce or anything like that. And they're all pissed off about it. And then... (laughs) Angela comes back and she's like, well, I knew I had a backup and she ordered pizza and the pizza box, like literally in like ballpoint pen and like little child writing, it says pizza. And on the front of it, it says like fresh baked pizza. Like literally somebody took a pen and they just kind of scratched it into there, into the box. So funny. What the fuck? And mom liked it. Oh my god, the mom she loved ate the it, pizza and she liked it. And <laughs> she, at first, they were eating like with a fork and knife. And Angela's like, "You know what? In America, this is how we eat our pizza." And she folds it and she's stuffing it in her mouth. And the mom like, is like, "I want to eat, eat my, my pizza, pizza like, like that too." Yeah, so she, she did, does. and she loved it. They were like laughing, having a great time. Was so I was cute. like, it ended up being it could have been potentially really bad. They did mention her having babies soon. And we all know that there is some health concerns with her. So next week, we're going to get into that. She's going to explain that to him. At least that's what we gather from the, you know, videos or whatever. But they're going to actually get into talking about her possible cancer that she has and whether or not she can tote a baby. So we'll see um, how he responds to that. Yeah. But that was about it for them. Yeah. And then uh, I have Kalani and Azuelu. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they go to a park. Azuelu apologizes uh, to Kalani. And I wrote uh, after the fact that her dad basically threatened your life. Um, <laughs> so there was that. That was about it. Kalani accepts the apology or whatever that was. Um, then they Zoom with his mom and his sister because they decided not to go to Samoa because there's a measles outbreak and the babies are too young to be vaccinated for measles. So what they're going to do is that they're going to go to Washington where his mom is currently living and one of his sisters. And so they're zooming them in like preparation for that trip. And I mean, it was awkward. It was awkward because the mom eventually asks for a thousand dollars. She's like, where's that money that you're supposed to send me? I asked for a thousand dollars. And then the sister plays like the, the the sister says, you care for your family first and then other people. And we were sitting there like watching it going, this is his family now. Kalani is Kalani and the two sons yeah. are his family now, and he needs to be providing for them and not worrying about sending a thousand dollars to his mother. I know he was like, I have that is insane. I know he was like, I had to pay for diapers and formula, and I had to pay for my car. And the sister was like, Well, turn your car, turn in. your car in. Yeah, I'm like, well, how is he supposed to get to work if he doesn't have a car? And then he's like, All I have is five hundred dollars, and they were like, Nope, that's fine, send that. But she asked for a and then he's like well i don't think kalani would be happy with me sending all that money and kalani is like don't throw me under the bus dude yeah. like this he is always our... makes her the bad guy right. yeah i completely agree that was about the yeah for them yeah uh, and the next i have larissa larissa yeah so she moves in with Eriki. Eriki. um his roommate's interesting 
His roommate looks like he's straight out of the 90s, like bucket hat and all. <laughs> he just so. looks so bad. Also, I noticed that she has Etiki in her phone as little kitten. So that is so weird. I didn't even notice. Oh yeah, that. I saw that. They like looked at it. They like zoomed. Oh not zoomed my in, god! But she's like, you know, like doing one of these, and you could see on the screen that it was little kitten. Oh. So I was like, that's what you have your boyfriend's name in as, like little kitten, little kitten. Immediately changing my boyfriend's name to little kitten. <laughs> Just so you guys know. So she ends up going through his phone. And saw that he was talking to this girl named Natalie, like, right after they broke up the first time. Because remember, she's, they're back together. So they were together once before. So she goes and sees this and sees that they were, like, texting. They were, like, talking crap. Or he was talking crap about Larissa to this girl, Natalie. So she ends up calling this girl, Natalie, to, like, see what he was saying more so. and. Natalie tells her this whole story. He was super disrespectful. He was talking a bunch of crap about her character, her as a mom, her their sexual their sex, life, their sex life, not only in front of her, but in front of his parents. And um, also we find out that Colt and Eric hung out together after they had broken up. And Colt and Eric were basically comparing their sex lives with Larissa to each other. Right. Just super disgusting, super degrading, and they're both yuck. Yeah. Both of them suck. So, yeah. Um, and this is, you know, only just after she moves into yeah, she's his just house, moved into his house. Which she sort of pressured him into by, like, calling him and being like, oh, I was I have kicked out of my go. house. I have nowhere to go. And he's like, well, I guess there's room for you. So she comes in there and she's like, you know, now living there. And only a few days after she moves in, she goes through his phone, which first of all, if you have to go through your significant other's phone, that says something about the relationship. Yeah, that's not good. You have like, trust issues. Exactly. It's like, I don't go through people's phones because if you want to turn something into that, if you want to find something, you're going to find something. Well, right. And that's what I'm that. saying is like, don't look if you don't want to know. Right. Just don't. Just don't do that. Don't it's do not it. just just don't. start fresh. Exactly. This happened after you broke up. Exactly. Whatever. All right. Um, That's okay. it for them. So 90 day before, before the, the 90, 90 day. All right. This stuff is good. I loved Ari and Binyam. I think that that was really good. I loved um, it. So after they moved over to Ethiopia or after she moved into Ethiopia, they realized that the uh, house that they had picked out was not fit for a baby. And so her mother urged her to move into the hotel and they did. Or fit for a pregnant woman. Fit for a pregnant woman even. even. Exactly. So they had, she had her move into the hotel. They seem to be pretty happy. And finally they decide that they're going to go and take a tour of the hospital, which preemptively Ari is like, I've driven by it before. It is not nice. Have low expectations. Okay. We get in there. Primo. Such a nice hospital. Primo. I mean. Seriously. I mean, it's a very nice hospital. It's clean. It's, they and have even, all of the drugs so that they need. Ari's mom is a nurse in the ER, and she was so impressed. Like, by their process, everything. They had a NICU. 
They had good um, equipment. They had, they had the medicines. medicine that they needed. Um, she could have her own private room with a yoga ball. Which, if we remember back in South Africa, they didn't even have that. They did not have that. That yeah. was not even an option. They were saying that she that I can't remember her name, but she was going Tiffany. To, Tiffany, I always forget her name. Tiffany was going to have to give birth in the hallway, possibly. Yeah. So, flash forward to Ethiopia. It is really nice. So nice comparatively. And the nurse and the midwife that were giving her the tour of the hospital were so sweet and so compassionate. And absolutely, we're really trying to put her mind at ease and gave like all this time to them. I mean, I'm sure they're very busy, but gave them a full awesome tour of this hospital. And um, the mom was super impressed. And she yeah. was like, I hate the fact that like the hospital turned out so nice because I really wanted Ari to come home with me, but I can't even say. Yeah. She was like, it basically destroyed right. my ulterior motive of right. trying to get her to come back home. Right. So that's uh, basically all that happened with them. I think. Well, the mom, then girls, they go out for coffee and the, the mom girls, Binyam about his previous marriage. Oh yeah. Yeah. And asks, well, what happened? And he basically says he's confused as to what happened. Apparently she found like messages from women in his phone, but he was like, these are friends of mine, you know? And she kind of tries to like trip him up and get him like confused. But I think that was like a language barrier thing. Like I'm not entirely positive that I don't, I'm not sold on the fact that he's not being honest. I think he's being honest. Yeah. And I think he is confused about what had happened in his previous marriage. I don't think he's being malicious or there is malintent. Like, I think he, um, I think there's a bit of a language barrier in him articulating exactly what had happened, but, um, We'll see. I think he's super cute and super sweet. And him and Ari seem to have like a really cute I think that they're going to be perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, all right. So Cheese Stick and Melisa. <laughs> Cheese Stick and Melisa. I love it. And Pepino, his cat. Okay. So Cheese Stick arrives in Colombia. Melisa says he's gained some weight. She does not make that a secret. She's like... He looks completely Well, actually, different. he goes, though the dog looks like it's gained some weight. And she goes, yeah. And he's like, oh, it looks like I've gained some weight, too. And then she's like, yeah, so that's, like, true. It's noticeable is what she says. So. I was just, like, harsh. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, So then they go out. I mean, the only thing really that happens is they go out to eat. And Melissa starts questioning him about him cheating. And... I don't know. I'm this cheating happened way before he decided to move to Columbia. Why are you bringing that? Why are you rehashing? You're never going to move forward. I feel like she wants to know like the dirty details. And I'm like, girl, that is something you should have asked for when it should have asked for when it happened and dropped it. Moved on. If you really want this relationship to work and you seem to, because he's moving there with you, then just, Drop it. What is rehashing it going to do? He's apologized. It's not going to change anything that happened in the past. I just don't. 
I just don't understand her motive for like wanting to just like bring it up again and again and again. And we know that she's told her mom as well about it and everything. And and here's the thing is that he, his, exactly like his parents have to, or her parents have to like him in order for them to be able to get married or like live together and stuff. And so when you do that and you give people only the bad information and none of the good information, there's going to be only a bad impact. We talked However, about this with Kalani and us. Exactly. And it's like, at, at, what it comes down to, though, is that I'm not saying hide things from people because you should be honest with people and tell them exactly what's going on. But, you know, with this situation, I'm like, I don't think it's going to work because she keeps bringing up this thing. If she wanted to make it work with this guy, she shouldn't have told her mom. No, she shouldn't have told her mom. And she should have figured out what happened. Because her mom's never going to forgive him. She should have figured out what happened before he even came there. Because bringing it up now just means that she's not over it. And it's just going to continue to be a worse Even though you told him to move down there. Why tell him to move down there if you're not over it? Exactly. And if you're not going to get over it. Exactly. Bye. It's so sad. And I hope that it works out for them. But I really don't see it working long term. Okay. Devin and Jihoon. All right. So mom and Devin, or yeah, mom and Devin, they go to the market and they're looking around and they find some cool stuff and they get some dead fish for Drusilla because she wants them. <laughs> and that's what Devin says. She, Princess gets whatever she wants. So even if it's a dead, dead fish, dead in, fish a in a bag. <laughs> so Drusilla gets some dead fish. And then mom... <laughs> Mom and Devin sit down for a nice lunch of grubs, like <laughs> literal bugs for real bugs. And uh, so that's a thing. And Devin mentions to her that with everything going on with her and Jihoon, uh, she thinks that she might spend the rest of her money that she brought with her to buy a ticket back to America. But she hasn't decided yet. And she wants to have more information from Jihoon. And so they make plans for dinner with Jihoon's parents. Take it okay. away, Lindsay. So she shows up for dinner with Jihoon's parents. It's just her and the baby, um, Drusilla and her mom are at home. And she walks in and it's super awkward. She walks in and the dad stands up, you know, proper thing to do, stand up when somebody arrives and looks at the mom and he's like, stand up. And she's like, I don't have to stand up. And don't tell like, me what to yeah, do. Yeah, and she like half stands up. She's she's not the nicest person. No. We're seeing her true colors. She's not the nicest lady. So um, you can just tell the mom has this attitude towards her. Jihoon doesn't even, just walks right past her, doesn't even make eye contact with her when she walks in. She's like trying to like get the baby out of the stroller. Take off her shoes. Right, take off her shoes, has her diaper back, like all this stuff, doesn't even ask her if she wants help. Jihoon's dad comes over and is like, here, do you need help with that? Brings her over. So you could just tell, like, it's tense, things aren't going to go well. Um, So they sit down and <laughs> Devin has this translator. The that, translator is the problem. The translator is the problem. <laughs> the problem. Remove the translator. You guys could probably do better just talking to each other in the little English or the little Korean that each of you know. Um, so basically, Devin wants answers about where this money was going um, that Jihoon was supposedly giving his mother. She wants answers about his finances and all of that. And, and why he lied to and her. And why he lied. Just and in general. Why did you lie? The dad 
definitely seems like the most reasonable. He's way more on Devin's side about everything. Um, I don't even really know where the, like this conversation is so confusing because the translation is so awful that I, I, it was hard to even follow what exactly was going on. Um, so do you want to talk about the part where he was like, Okay, so so at one point he decides that, um, like, they decide that they're going to use a translator, like, exclusively to talk. And he, Devin, or Devin is trying to talk to Jihoon and asking, like, where did this money go and everything? And and why did you lie to me? And she says that he's, like, ruined her life and everything. And he takes the translator and he says into it something along the lines of, like, I made a mistake giving the money to my mother. but I was doing it because I thought that I would spend it and it was for safekeeping. He says it into the translator and he goes to play it and it literally comes back like, I intended to spend the money and I would spend it again given the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The translator just totally makes things worse. This guy. And she like literally, they like, they pan the camera over to her and she's like, <laughs> what why why would you say something like that and then instead of like trying to like convince her like oh that's not what I meant because we know that they can kind of communicate we've seen them in past seasons that they can communicate so he understands some English yeah and he understands that it didn't translate it properly because he even says this translator is shit yeah but he's like hey you know he doesn't say this is not what I said. He just turns to his parents and starts speaking in Korean and Full is like Korean without the translator. Like, it's not translating properly, blah, blah, blah. And then the mom is just like, why aren't you telling her that it was so that way when she came here, we had money saved for her. Why aren't you telling her this stuff? And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter if I tell her. He gets, she's still going to be upset. He gets super flustered. He is so flustered. And he gets super angry. He says that he has been trying harder than Devin yes. has. What a joke. He says he's more serious than Devin. And like, he, she is raising your child. How are you more serious She's than her? Coming to Korea twice, she up twice, her life. twice. She came to Korea to be with you, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm more serious than she is," because she said it's a joke. She said like this entire th- like you're. She said you're you're playing. Me. No, no, no. Well, so the mom started laughing. Yeah, she said and, you're 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 playing. And me. Gavin was like, "This isn't a joke. This is my life. This is not a joke." And Jihoon was like, oh, I'm a, I'm joke. a joke. I'm a joke. I'm a joke. And I was like, this is awful. This translation what is, is the terrible. worst thing Get rid of the ever. translator. Get rid of, buy a better translator. Burn the translator. Hire a fucking translator. That's what I, I mean. don't care. What I do you like, have to do? Hire a translator. TLC, y'all don't got no translators? No, because it makes good drama. But they don't understand each other. For real. Can you just like get somebody in for one second? Otherwise, you're going to lose a couple. I'm telling you right now, you're going to lose a couple. They need something. But what I don't understand, too, is, like, Karini will talk on Google Translate. Yeah. So, is, like, Google Translate that far? Is It can't be because when they're showing the subtitles for it, it sounds like right. what like, she's saying. Right. So, is maybe it use a better. Off? Yeah, use, like, the Google Translate. 
I just don't Come understand. Come on. There's got to be something. There's got to be all a that money way. on a goddamn translator and it doesn't even translate. It's, it was saying like weird ass shit. He's just like, no. Right, saying things about he's like, being on an island. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> and then it'll be like, not if the Duchess wants to breastfeed on <laughs> island whatever. And it's just like, what? That is not literally. It's like so <laughs> off topic. It was weird. But then I was like, Devin has to be picking up on the fact that this is not, it's not translating, translating properly. Because she's talking to people in the market kind right, of well. She, right. She, she knows knew a some little bit of Korean. Korean. Right. And he knows some English and we know that. Yeah. So what I don't know. It was, we'll see what happens was, with that. It was a shit Either way, show. Devin walks out. That's oh, what yeah. it comes down to. She walks out. She's like, I'm not doing no, this. I don't want to talk June to you. June walks out. June walks out. And then she goes, I'm not doing with it too. And she walks out too. Yeah. So the, it's not happening. It was There's the no first communication. It happening. was the first time that I've ever seen Jihoon upset like that. Yeah. yeah same. Like he was very Jihoon was upset. serious for the first time. Yeah, for the first time Considering how much he was saying how right. serious he is. This was the first right. time I've seen him be serious. Right. All right, Kenny and Armando. Literally nothing happens. Well, Kenny wants to hold hands and kiss. In public. In public. And Armando is very not okay with that. So he understands that Kenny might feel a little rejected. And so they sit down and they talk about that quite a bit. About, you know, like the rejection and not feeling comfortable completely with, you know, being open out in public, especially where they live. Um, and then they talk a little bit about meeting Armando's parents and that's basically it. Yeah. And I think Armando is like the main thing Armando says is, you know, Kenny, you've been out way longer than I have. And also in Mexico, I fear for our safety because Mm -hmm. of the culture here. So, I mean, that's fair. They talk about meeting his parents a little bit and that's nice too because Kenny kind of just says that he is um (laughs) she put her glass up to mine and I thought that we were cheersing but she wanted more wine (laughs) whoops um that was amazing (laughs) that is not gonna translate at all to the podcast so okay so Kenny is like you know I want to meet your parents a lot stuff and he's like if if I meet them, then does that mean that we're not going to be holding hands or kissing or oh, any yeah. of that other stuff? And Armando says, yeah, that's probably what it means. And Kenny just kind of like, I understand. So I, I love Kenny and Armando. I think that they're very sweet to each other. I think that Kenny is trying really hard to adjust to not being like openly gay mm-hmm. and you know, with that, with their relationship. But yeah. other than that, I feel like they're on a good path. It's a cultural adjustment. Exactly. And then our last couple is Yazin and Brittany. So they meet with Yazin's uncle. Um, this uncle is known for, they kind of call him like in the episode before they called him like a voice of reason and somebody that Yasin's dad would listen to. So they're hoping that if they meet with him, that the uncle will be able to express to his parents, Hey, give him more time to get to know each other. Don't push this wedding so quickly. Like just give him time, whatever. So they meet with the uncle and, um, you know, he asks he asks all these questions. Is she converting to Islam? Does she know she's going to have to give up these things in her life? All of these things. 
And once again, it's hard because there's such a communication issue. Brittany literally speaks zero zero Arabic. So um, she doesn't follow. She's leaning on Yasin to to uh, translate whatever the uncle is saying. And again, he's not translating it <laughs> perfectly because for whatever reason, these guys don't want to translate as they're being told. And I right. don't know, like, is that an, is that a thing? Is it maybe because in is their it, own minds, that's what it's translating right, to? Right. Or, like, or is it like something that they're trying to like, well, she doesn't know the difference. So, so this is how I can just trans- say well, it. You know what his uncle said? He goes, tell her the truth. Tell her the truth. And that's what I thought was very interesting <laughs> as like, he knows she's not following any of this. So you better tell her what I'm really Yeah, tell her saying. what I'm saying. Because if you're not telling her the truth, then you have no hope. The other thing that the uncle mentions too is that it's like against their religion to force somebody to become Convert. Islam if yeah. they are not interested in it. And I think that's really interesting because the parents are saying like, you must become, you must convert to Islam. I think, well, and here's well, the thing. I, I, don't th- thing. I don't think that they're actually, <laughs> I don't think that's what they were saying. I think that their son led them to believe that, that she was to yes, convert. Exactly. I, I completely I agree with that. I think that's more of Yazin embellishing um, than it is really the fault of his parents or the fault of Brittany. Um, because I think that he just wants to keep everything kosher yeah very like plateau yeah it's just all right everything's good all the time so uh the uncle agrees he's gonna go talk to yazan's parents about possibly delaying the wedding because he does believe that um you know they need some time and Brittany needs some time within the culture to accept islam and to accept this whole new way of life so uh, the uncle agrees I to go. My own saliva, I'm Are you sorry. okay? Yeah, I'm not good. No. You need a gulp of wine. Got it. Yeah, I need a gulp yeah. of wine. <laughs> so, anyways, the uncle's going to go talk to the parents in hopes that he can kind of smooth things over and buy them some time um, before they have to get married. Yeah. So hopefully next week we'll figure out about that. I am curious to see when she's going to tell them that she's still married. I think she's trying to like just that. She's time. delaying that completely. Oh yeah. That's like something that I don't think that she wants to, but I think that TLC will force her to. So <laughs> that's why they that's hired her. Thumbs up for that. <laughs> yeah. That's like why hey, they if brought you her on. Want your Instagram rapper model page to take off, Brittany, <laughs> you're going to have to go do this thing. Exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, to each their own. Thanks again for watching another hey, wait, episode. Real quick. Wait, yeah, Cheers to episode 10. Yes. Episode we 10. Made it episode we 10. made it. We're going to keep coming back. You guys better be coming back to watch us then too. Yes. Cheers to you guys. And um, we've already decided that we're going to start doing way more stuff on our Facebook. We're going to start Instagram. an Instagram and we're starting a Gmail. So we will release those next week for sure. I promise. I know I've said it before, but we will do it for sure next week. But for right now, our Facebook is Trash Pandas, all one word, capital T, capital P. Come on there. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you guys are watching. We want to hear more about what you guys are interested in, and we will talk more about it. Murder mystery, true crime, anything, trending, reality, 
old shit that's now being played again. Reboot. <laughs> Golden Girls. We want it. Golden Girls. <laughs> we'll talk about it. So please let us know if there's something you want also, to watch. Also, we just want to also say, um, what was I going to say? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Love After Lockup. Love After Lockup. So good. Okay. We've been watching. So it's, we're, we're getting there. We already, there's two episodes released. So we're definitely, the first two episodes, not a ton happened. So we'll go back and we're going to talk about that. But definitely tune into Love After Lockup. It is the trashiest trash, 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 trash bag. Once we get into the meat of in it. In your life. We're going to be focusing on that a lot more. Yeah. So, yeah. Give it a couple more episodes. We'll get on. Start to following it. along. Start it's, following. It's on We. It's really good. You'll love it. It's like Maury. <laughs> it's like Maury and Jerry Springer. Oh, my God. It's like if Maury and Jerry Springer had a baby, but then, like, and real world it was Keith watching. Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, because there's like, Kind of some voices of reason with right melted There's people in, in there. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. okay, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.